Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 16th of September. Coming up, should food delivery cyclists have number plates? If you're using the road, then you should have some form of ID. Because if you did cause an accident, you, you wouldn't know what bike it was. Yeah, and it might make you more conscious about how you're riding your bike if you know that someone can report you. Report you. Yeah. NHS facility evacuated following fire. It sounded really scary, but when I came in, the fire brigade had it well under control. They covered the building in foam that protected us. And online game lets students get a degree in an hour. The game actually provides the whole three years of a degree, so it means that they can try out things like failing. They can actually run through what happens when you don't turn up to classes. Kent Online News. There are calls today for food delivery cyclists to have number plates after an elderly man said he was hit by one in Canterbury. The 85-year-old was apparently knocked down on the high street, but when his daughter contacted the company, they said they couldn't identify the rider responsible. The city council's planning to write to firms like Deliveroo and Uber Eats about the idea. It's just been finding out what people in Rochester High Street think? Well, not necessarily a number plate, but I would say maybe like a, a number on their jacket or that they have their bags with the company name on, maybe have, I don't know, something, an ID number or something like that on it to potentially singleize people out. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Do you think they, a number plate would be good or some sort of tracking number or something like that? Uh, yeah, definitely a tracking number because they could be anyone, like they could do anything, couldn't they? And get away with it because you can't identify have, them. Well, yeah, already. So you don't make it worse like, and more people. So yeah, definitely a tracking number or something. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that could be a, a good idea or any way really just to identify them if in case there is an accident and that could be the same for any cyclist really just to make it identifiable. Do you think it's understandable to have something like that or some, someone suggested some sort of tracking number on the cyclist? Yeah, for their safety and um, for other people's. I mean, anyone could be accused of hitting that person and there's going to have to be an investigation if they had a licence plate or some tracking means it would be much easier to do. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, at least you can identify someone then if, if for an accident or anything. So, yeah, a very good idea. Well, if you're registered with the council through, like, like a taxi firm has to be, then why don't you have a registered number on the vehicle as well, on the bike? So that's proof of who it was. There's so many of them these days, you don't know who they are, so you need something to be able to grab them and, you know, write down what the number is, at least, like bus drivers have. Uh, taxi drivers have them. Everybody's got their own the number, registered number, so should have. I think all bikes should have some form of ID. It's a good idea to have them. You think that'd be a way to obviously help them be more identified? Yeah, 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 and it might make you more conscious about how you're riding your bike if you know that someone can report you. Report you. Yeah, no different, I suppose, than anyone in the road. Yeah, no, I, I suppose if, you, if you're using the road, then you should have some form of ID. Because if you did cause an accident, you, you wouldn't know what bike it was or whatever. So, yeah, it, if, if you're in the road and you're using it for deliveries, then you should have some form of tag. You can't identify them on a bike, whereas if it was a car, you'd read the, the plate number and know where that was connection. But obviously, without any ID, you can't distinguish one from the other, can you? What, what, what do you think? Do you feel that this is a good way to identify? Yeah, definitely a good idea. And, and why, why do you think that? Um, yeah, just because uh, if anything did happen, they would just be able to know 
who it was and inform the right people. Deliveroo say road safety is of utmost importance to them and they're urging anyone with complaints to get in contact. You can let us know what you think by voting in our poll at Kent Online. So far, 81% say making the cyclists use number plates is a good idea. Kent Online reports. Armed police have been called to part of Sheppey after a man was spotted with a sword. They were seen in Berridge Road at about 10 this morning and the force helicopter was also hovering overhead. A 27-year-old man's been arrested and we're told a weapon has been seized. Two migrants have been intercepted by border force officers after trying to cross the channel to Kent in a kayak. The men were among 41 people, including children, who tried to reach the UK in four separate incidents yesterday. It's feared even more will risk the dangerous journey as camps in northern France are shut down by authorities. Police are trying to trace the driver of a van following a crash on the A2 that's left a motorcyclist in hospital. The bike he was riding collided with a trailer that came off a Mercedes Sprinter on the coastbound carriageway near Gravesend at the end of August. The van driver didn't stop. Investigators are keen to hear from anyone with dashcam footage from the time. Firefighters have managed to stop a huge barn fire in Maidstone from spreading to a nearby NHS facility. The blaze broke out in bales of straw to farm in Upper Fant Road in the early hours of yesterday and burned for more than 15 hours. Sonia Haffenden from Little Fant Farm down the road saw crews tackling the blaze. When we got up there, there was fire engines all along the track um, and the firemen looked like they were keeping it under control by hosing the vegetation around the barn um, and as the roof started to collapse they started to put foam all over the oast house which was probably about five or four metres away from the barn um, trying to protect that. Patients and staff were evacuated from Bridge House but no one was injured. John Butler's a ward manager there and spoke to Rebecca yesterday morning. I saw a missed call on my phone and then when I rang there was a panicked voicemail uh, from the nurse that was on the last night and then when I rang this morning she said that there was a fire so um, uh, it sounded really scary but when I came in um, the fire brigade had it well under control they covered the building in foam that protected us you can see how close oh, that your was building they our building oh really yeah yeah so they came here they were trying to but what because obviously you know that's wood there yeah so they were um, protected it and they put the, the old foam film over it and when it's cleared up today, there's not a mark on the building. So the firemen were like amazing. There was so much hay in there. They said they've got to let it burn down a bit before they can kind of get in there and probably dis- disperse it and put it out fully. I don't think it was responding how they would have liked. So, um, yeah, they, they, they know what they're experts. And they, they protected that building. You think how close it is and the heat generated yeah. would have been intense. So, really so they evacuated the patients that evacuate the patients. About two o'clock this morning, I think the patients were in the in the back garden there. Oh, really? Shivering, yeah. But how long did they have to stay out there? Uh, I'm not sure. I would say about an hour from the sounds of things, maybe, because it's just on the guidance of the fire brigade. Yeah. Firefighters left the scene just before four yesterday afternoon. Kent Online News. A teenage boy is in a critical condition in hospital after the bike he was riding collided with a car in Chatham. The crash happened on Wayfield Road last night. The 13-year-old's been treated in a London hospital and is described as stable. A German teenager who spent three months in hospital after being attacked in Canterbury will be well enough to 
fly home this week. 17-year-old Daniel Ezzedine ended up in a coma following the assault in Rose Lane in June. He's had major surgery but still can't walk or talk. 11 people have been arrested over the attack but so far no one's been charged. Bosses at a multi-billion pound theme park planned for land in North Kent say more's happened in the last six months than in the previous five years. London Resort was originally due to open on the Swanscombe Peninsula this year, but work is yet to begin. At a recent meeting, it's been revealed the park is on track to welcome visitors in 2024 and a planning application will be submitted next year. Kent Online reports. Head teachers across Medway have criticised an exam board after it changed the grade boundaries for BTEX just days before results came out. Pearson say it was to make sure grades were fair, but it's understood some students may have been offered college places from their predicted grades based on the previous points table. A physiotherapist at Sheppey United Football Club has potentially saved the life of a fan who's thought to have suffered a stroke. The man fell ill just after the match at Lordswood on Saturday. 22-year-old Alex Armstrong helped keep him safe until the ambulance arrived. Now, as Freshers' Week gets underway, the Uni of Kent's launched an online game to give new students a taste of life there. The one-hour degree is a simulated version of what their time at the uni could be like. Louise has been chatting to some of the people behind the game, Alison Webb, Joseph Riley and Heidi Colthup on KMTV. So the project was developed um, within the Student Success Project at the University of Kent and the real aim of the game is to help students transition to university by trying out different parts of the university life within a game environment so they can make safe choices and see what the repercussions might be. Fantastic and, and Heidi, in terms of um, uh, the project as well, obviously students coming to university can be quite a nerve-wracking time does it really help students kind of get to grips with what they can expect i think so i mean apart from the uh, obvious sort of orientation that there are photographs in there so that when they need to go and register they actually know what the building looks like as well as that uh, the game actually provides the whole three years of a degree so it means that they can try out things like failing they can actually run through what happens when you don't turn up to classes, you know, and then all of the student support kicks in and uh, they're told that, you know, you can go and see your personal academic tutor or you can see various people from student support. So it's a very safe way for them to actually fail, find out what happens when you fail and also those things that you need to do to succeed. So all of that's in it. Fantastic. Uh, Joe, I mentioned just a second ago that it's already been played in 51 different countries. It's mm-hmm. a huge... Um, uh, kind of breadth of, of people tapping into the system. Yeah. It might be must be a real success story. Fantastic! Yes, it's it's brilliant. Um, we're actually up to sixty-four countries now, and we've hit one thousand five hundred users today. Fantastic! And yeah. in terms of um, what you hope it achieves, I mean, obviously you're seeing like what the reception has been like mm-hmm. from people playing the game. Any feedback from people? Yes, we've had plenty of feedback from current students, prospective students, members of staff, and uh, people from all over the globe. Really. Uh, it's been overall very positive. Uh, people have learnt a lot from playing the game about the student experience at Kent. Um, I am a student myself, so um, I've actually learnt a lot through the development uh, about Kent services and life at Kent. 
And, and Amazon, I'll come back to you. Um, in terms, of, obviously, I mentioned it was the, one of it first of its kind. Uh, it must be really great for the university to be able to innovate in, in such a way. It was a fantastic opportunity because we saw an opportunity to help students in a completely new and different way. Our students that are coming into us now are, are very used to playing games and learning from games. And for the University of Kent to say, yes, let's go ahead with this as a, as a concept was absolutely brilliant. And do you have any other projects sort of in, in the works at the moment or still working on this one? Um, we was, we've still got elements to complete in this game. We're refining it all the time. Um, but I'm pleased to say that it's, it's got people thinking about how we can actually apply the game technique to other areas within the university as well. Fantastic. And just quickly, if people want to access it, where can they head to? Um, probably the easiest place to find it is if you go to the Hello Kent webpage, um, and it's on a, a link on the bottom there. It's also on the Student Success webpage, and it's been tweeted, and it's on the university Facebook pages as well. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have secured their second win of the season after beating League One leaders Wickham Wanderers 2-0 at Priestfield. There's been an illness going round with the Jules players, but it didn't stop them getting their second home win in a row. Boss Steve Evans gave us his reaction to the game. I was extremely pleased. You know, we've got four or five, six players maybe out there that most other weeks you wouldn't ask them to be on a football pitch because we've had a terrible virus kick in since midweek. Um, three or four of those players started today. They wouldn't have started. We had people like Charles Cook who would have been the team not even in the 18. Alison Kubiak was on the bench as a top goal scorer. We we had no intention of bringing them on, and, and really, unless we were two strikers injured or something silly. And um, so, a real, real credit to the players. We battled hard against a good team, excellent manager. You know what you're going to get. You have to, you have to win by earning the right to to win by fighting and battling. And, and I think then the two pieces of quality from from Hamlin and, and Jolie gets in front, and then Ollie Lee, who again was in his sick bed till till last night, is. Uh, has produced his one piece of quality to get the penalty and, and Mika sticks it away, so I'm immensely proud of Additional. Well we 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 decided that on you know on a certain time in the game we were we were going to make changes in the attacking areas and we were going to be positive and we weren't going to wait and you know probably just, just before half time we decided we were one of the strikers for Brandon at a certain point when he's pacing power with worry teams, different types of player. And um, and there's no doubt that that had an immediate impact on it and it helped us get in front. But I love their game management afterwards. You know, we've restricted them to no efforts really at goal. And when they did shoot from goal, it's from 25 yards, and it's and they're not going to be bonum with the types of strikes they were doing. But we we don't take any more than this than three points. It's a good one in front of our home supporters. And it's always, if you're not league leaders yourself, it's nice to beat the league leaders. The Jills have moved up to 14th in the table, while Wickham dropped to third. On to cricket now, and Kent have announced that former player Simon Cook is returning to the club as a specialist bowling coach. He made 236 appearances for the county between 2005 and 2012, taking more than 360 wickets. Since retiring from the game, he's worked as a coach in Hong Kong. And finally today, award-winning actor Tom Hardy's been spotted at a Kent pub. The Hollywood star visited the White Lion in Tenterden over the weekend to have lunch with family and friends. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.